everyone, and welcome to Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast. I am the ghost of NaNoWriMo's past, Rihanna, um, and I am here to do the exit interview with the ghost of NaNoWriMo present, James. <laughs> Hello. Hello, James. <laughs> Ooh, so spooky. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get anywhere, I would like to ask the most important question, the question on everyone's mind. Mm. Did you reach your goal and do 50,000 words for NaNoWriMo? I did reach that goal. I did. I uh, reached it a day early. Wow. Um, Yeah. I reached a point where I had 998 words left, and... As I've said, I think on on episodes of the show before, I would do like midnight, like 7 p.m. And then like 1130 p.m. writing sessions because I can't handle sitting in a place for two hours writing thousands of words. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) If I can get 700 words down three times, that's perfect. That's wonderful. So, um I did my 1130 and then it turned to midnight and I was like, I have 998 words left to go. And I had the way I'd structured my thing was it was Sunday. So I'd finished all my story, both my, the guy, the thing was the guy is writing and his own story on Saturday night. So all I had to do was write an epilogue that I sort of had no idea what I was going to do. And I had 998 words to do it. I mean, you know, clearly they don't, they're not like write exactly five fifty thousand words and, then that's it. But I was like, all right, so I can do this. And and it was just the first time I'd ever been like, oh, that's like a thousand words. I can easily do that. And just start typing. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? This hasn't happened before. Um, and then I, I got to, it was funny. I I then typed, uh, Rana, I typed 997 words. And I was like, <laughs> I <laughs> cannot think of a word to put someplace to have, so then I wrote I wrote uh, forty two more words because I I was like all right well I'll just I'll just go an extra distance here with this um, so then but then I did in honor of Aaron um, I don't think we recorded me saying this yeah we hadn't in honor of Aaron um, Monday morning at twelve o'clock right as it hit midnight I typed the end at the very end of my thing to so that I could log having written words on the thirtieth. So I could get the badge for having updated every day of the month. And I dedicated that badge to Erin because (laughs) she is the badge queen and couldn't, couldn't achieve that one this month. So, uh, yeah, but it was, it was good. It, it felt weird to suddenly be done. Um, I mean, you, you won quote unquote, you won your first ever NaNoWriMo that you participated in. That's no small feat. Yeah. I wish it wasn't one, you know, like I get it. I get it. But I like, I just want like finished. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like one either Yeah, because we talked about it at our, in our first interview where we were like, you know, even if you don't write 50,000 words, you've written words that weren't there before. Exactly. And that's a huge deal. Exactly. Um, But it is super exciting that you reach the, the arbitrary goal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And, I, f- I felt good about it. It's it's a weird thing because it's sort of like, oh, yeah, I, I finished and early. And it's, I don't know if it's a society thing or a James thing or a something thing, but I'm like, 
don't tell anyone you finished early. <laughs> don't even bring up that you finished because, like, I don't want to be like, yeah, actually, I didn't write on the 30th at all because I already <laughs> finished and just, like, clean my nails on my shirt because I'm a fancy aristocrat. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. But, like, there's also a thing about, like, I'm proud of my accomplishment. I mean, that I you should I worked hard and I paced myself and and I don't know anyone who wouldn't celebrate with you and if you know someone who wouldn't then uh they need to be <laughs> not in your life. You're probably That's my opinion. You're probably right and I think that means that it firmly goes in the box of James's own stuff that he <laughs> like the filter James sees the world through which makes everyone makes everything seem like no I'm not attacking you. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying my I accomplishments. Think we all have that. Yeah. <laughs> I I did well on this. Which, and if you didn't it's fine, but I did. And so yeah, it's it's a weird <laughs> thing. And I think winning, I think the word winning has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It was good. And like it, you know, for the first time in my life, I could, you know, I can say like my wife is in the middle of reading my book. Which is kind of cool. Like that's that's not. I mean, like I was saying to Morgan uh, in our last, the last week of, of Nano thing. Like it's the first time I've written anything long enough to have like themes or like an arc or like more than one scene. Yeah. <laughs> like so, it's 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 cool on a number of levels, and it reached being cool on a number level of levels. Like at the end of the first week, or even the end of like the third day, because it was longer than I'd written anything sustained in my life. So yeah, and that's something you should be proud of. Yeah, well, thank you. I I will work on it. <laughs> I wanna I wanna start. Um, we're gonna start negative and okay. work our way positive in okay. questions. So, what was your least favorite part about your first NaNoWriMo? Um, my least favorite part, I guess, was. I guess my least favorite part was when I would, um write something while basically asleep and it wouldn't make any sense. Like I would come back to it and be like, I don't understand what I meant to like, there was one thing where I changed scene and characters and, and put it down in the middle of a conversation that they weren't having. And I came back to it and I was like, what is this? And then my wife was reading she's like, what is this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just skip it. Skip it. That doesn't mean anything. Just keep on going. I think that it was, it was, I guess on a larger scale though, the idea of it, because I was doing it in so many chunks, I'm worried that it feels very uh, piecemeal-y and like, I forgot that I was setting stuff up before I forget, like Kristen's like, oh, what about this? I was like, oh yeah. I entirely Welcome forgot to being about a writer. That. Yeah, and I think a lot of this is just what writing is. But yeah, I think that there's a, a thing about sort of the, um, all right. Well, I'm going to write this 650 words at a time, three times a day for a month. That you've, that, I mean, and and the saving grace of it all was, well, whatever, I'll revise it. And like, mm -hmm. let me tell you, I have had conversations, I believe, on podcasts where I'm like editing. What? No, just do it right the first time. <laughs> and then I say Not that into so my easy. heavily edited podcast. And <laughs> so, yeah, it, but now I'm like, oh, okay, revisions are good. And, mm -hmm. and they're, they're a way of, of sprucing up the thing that you wrote and finding the good stuff and 
getting rid of the crap and stuff. It's knocking out yeah. the, the wooden supports and seeing how the thing stands up on its own. So yeah, I, the hardest part, I think, is the thinking about, oh, crud, I didn't realize, I didn't deliver on that thing that I was really excited about because I completely forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. So what was your favorite part? I think my favorite part was sort of what I talked about with Morgan, which was when I would think of something and be like, oh, it's cool that I thought of that because that kind of ties in with that and that and that that I wrote before that I wasn't thinking about. But, I mean, clearly my brain was like, hey, if you're doing disappearance stuff, why not do why not work labyrinth in there somewhere and why not like the things that like my brain has stored in the file of vanishing (laughs) where it could be like here you go here's one you're doing like death of loved ones okay well top gun would be kind of an interesting way to go All, all sorts of stuff like that um so i guess my favorite part was was realizing sort of what it's like to be a writer and have your work analyzed even by yourself and be like, oh, huh, I didn't even mean to do that. But it's kind of cool that it works like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. All right. And uh, what do you think you learned from this last <coughs> month? Your first NaNoWriMo. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my rookie season, I think that I probably the lesson that I really want to take home is that it's good to have, for me, it's good to have a premise, not think entirely very much about it, except for in terms of that would be a cool image to include. That would be a cool image to include and preparing in, not in terms of preparing to write, but preparing to not do anything but write. Like, I feel like, doing all my editing for November basically by the time October ended was really really valuable because it meant that one it got me in the habit of doing something every night because I needed to do I needed to edit an episode every night from when I realized it through the end of October and I would edit like the last thing of November on the last night of October and it worked out but that's and then I came into November with the discipline of every night I do this one thing. So the lesson I really learned, I think the most is it's good to prepare for the thing that you're going to mess up on. And for me, it's, Oh God, I have so much to do and I've procrastinated it all until 1130 at night. (laughs) It's really nice that I could do that and have that, you know, waking up in a cold sweat feeling, but then being like, I still have half an hour. I wrote, earlier today and i wrote right as it turned midnight so i've even i even have less than i might have if i had just not written all day so i think preparing both in terms of like beforehand and during i guess having a good idea of what the your problem areas are and trying to um offset them beforehand is it like it's so funny that it has so little to do with like the actual writing <laughs> like it it's sort of like no and i mean like st- i structured my novel in such a way that it made it easier because i knew again but again i knew i, I get bored with stuff 
Yeah. Because <clears throat> I yeah, can't. I was I, going to ask. I was going to ask. You know, it seems like the way that you set it up, because we talked during your first interview um, before it started, you said you were doing like his version of NaNoWriMo yeah. and like his real life. Yeah. Uh, to so when you got bored of one, you could do the other, and I don't, I, I don't remember what you ended up calling his NaNoWriMo. Molo Bostoko, uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> um, which I'm actually going to petition NaNoWriMo to re-image their entire brand on <laughs> on my thing. So look I forward bet to next jump right on it. Yeah, next year, Wham, Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a hit Molo Bostoko uh, podcast. That's what we're gonna. Uh, style it as no yeah i mean <clears throat> weirdly enough the i don't know what to write and so i'm going to switch stopped being a thing basically after the first time i did it okay um what it became more of was okay i wrote this morning at you know midnight i wrote a real life thing so that means now i have the option of writing how much writing do I have left? Do I have just a little bit left? Okay, well, then I'll write a bad dream. Do I have more left? Okay, well, then I'll move along the plot of his of his molo. And then the next time it would be like, all right, well, I wrote a bad dream this time. So let's do the molo stuff now and then we'll do reality stuff next time. So it, it turned into writing. I mean, I did four different genres and then the overarching framing device plot. So I wrote like five little tiny stories and sort of crunched it all together. So it wasn't, it was less like writer's block and more um, <laughs> exciter's block. It was more like <laughs> I was, I was not ever dreading because I was like, ugh. I was never like, ugh, these people again. It was more like, no, next week you're going to be having a whole new thing. So, just, you know, figure out what you're doing. And then the other thing it did was every week I had to complete an arc of a thing. So Saturdays were great because I was like, listen, I know I want it to end here and I'm not there yet. So right, right, right. And it became not about the words. It became about the plot, which made it so much easier because it was like, well, just accomplish the thing, you know, get from A to B because you've set B and you're at A. It doesn't and and probably you're going to get the words in doing it. So don't even worry about that. And so the structure of that helped, but in a way that it turned out, I didn't, I didn't anticipate because I never, I never really had, oh man, here's that thing again. I didn't have writer's block. I had, this is boring. I want to do something else. And I guess I had, uh, I had prepared, I had sown some seeds of, if you get bored, go do this, which was helpful. But also the genre was such that I could be like, I'm bored with this. And okay, well, let's throw something creepy or weird in. <laughs> that And then, and it, well, that doesn't make much sense. Ah, I'll fix it in revisions. It, like, it's, it's a very nice thing to be, a, you know, really self-enabling, um, like in like a, normally a bad way but it's like it's fine you're doing great just move on don't even worry if it makes sense because yeah yes ending yeah. yourself <laughs> so yeah no, i get it the big question is um did 
the little red house that first inspired the story make it into the story at all? Yes. Um, <laughs> it did. And it, and I, I did, I think I did some cool stuff with it at the beginning. And then I sort of got more into other things. The redness of the house sort of took on red became sort of a thing on its own. But then gotcha. at the end in the epilogue, the epilogue I definitely treated as like my series finale where I was like, hey, listen, you know, any questions I raised, I'm going to answer them all in these 997 <laughs> words. And uh, go. And go. And I was like, all right, the little red houses were this. If you thought about this, that was this. When he said this, that was that. Just making it, just being like, this is the conclusion. This is the end. What are all of the answers to these questions? It doesn't matter. Just pick. And it was cool. So yeah, they actually made it. Um, they were different than I thought. Um, but the ultimate overall image that I was going for when I saw that house on the side of the road was the house ended up right up against the door of the place he was at at the end, which is what I had envisioned when I was driving on Fairfax County Parkway <laughs> and conceived this weird-ass concept um, in part. I was curious about that. What are your plans for your novel now? I am going to see what my wife has to say, <laughs> and that, which is... Hey, married people, that's always a good option to start with. <laughs> um, today I was like, who should I ask about this advice? And Kristen was just sitting there. Like, she was like, like sort of just messing around on her computer. I was like, hey, uh, your wife would be a good place to start with that. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to see what she says. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to wrestle with the idea of just sending this unedited pile of words to People like Morgan and Kyle and Daniel who have said and Rihanna who have <laughs> up, who have as of this moment said that they would like to read it just to sort of be like, hey, here's the paint I threw at the wall. What do you see when you look at it yeah. and then get sort of an idea kind of focus group where I need to make the revisions. The other thing, the other option I have if I don't do that is I know that basically every section I wrote can, needs expanding. So I can, I could go through and be like, all right, I want to add this to this, that to this, that to that, and then send it off. I don't know. So I'm not really sure. I, I don't think that I'm done with it. It's not going to be like what Aaron calls just like goes in the desk drawer and no one ever finds it. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do something editing wise for Wham Juice, that would probably be good because it'll make me, it'll bring it into a podcast arena, which <laughs> means that I will prepare for it. I have, I have one more question, mm. but before I ask it, I want to know if you had anything else that you wanted to. I don't think so. Okay. I had, I had a lot of fun. There was, I, I put a 1986 film festival into the end of my book and I had a lot of fun, but my dad was like, why are they do, why is that there? Or why is that happening? And I was like, do you mean like, why did I put it in the book? Or like, why is this city having a specific year film <laughs> festival? And he's like, I mean, I guess both, but 
the, the second one. And I was like, meh, it's a good year. And it was like, okay. So I had a lot of fun with that, looking up uh, things that came out. I also had a lot of fun in the book changing names of things to other things. Um, so I, my pop culture references increased as I had more and more fun with that. All right. So final question. Do you think you'll be participating next year? And obviously... 2020 has proved nothing, if not that it is hard to predict the next year. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. theoretically, in a world where we're uh, going outside again and such, uh, do you think you would do a second round? I mean, I'll be I'll be 11 months into frolicking in nature, so like <laughs> it'll be getting cold, and the the fields of of you know clover will be sort of getting cold. Yeah, um, you'll have breathed in everyone's yeah, faces already. Exactly, just like. Hi, how are you? And just like be on the run from a an angry mob. Um, <laughs> I think possibly I need to find the hook for James. Like the thing I need to entice myself into being stoked about something. I thought about writing a play, and Aaron and I were talking last night about like if a fifty thousand word play is like cool or no, and how long the characters' <laughs> names would have to be. Um, for you to use them in lines so that it would eat up like 30 or 40,000 words of the play. Um, so probably not a play, but I want to find something cool structure-wise. Because again, bo- fighting boredom is just the whole thing of everything I do. <sighs> Ain't that life. Yeah, I'm just trapped in a prison of my own making. NaNoWriMo. <laughs> And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) perfect. Uh, Well, I want to congratulate you again. Thank you. And tell you that you did an awesome job and I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you very much. Um, Because I do think you did something really impressive and you should be proud of yourself. Well, thank you very much, Rihanna. Uh, James, where can people find you online? Um, You can find me. The best place to find me is probably on Twitter at Unabashed James. Is the best place probably. Hey, Rana, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am at Rana Larson um, on Twitter, and nice. so you can find me there. Awesome. And I don't, I haven't used Twitter in a while, but it's still there. Hey, everyone, <laughs> and it might be becoming more active relatively soon. <laughs> bait, uh, bait ran out into conversations. Be like, hey, I think that. I don't know. No, I no. You have to come up with something now. I think I think cookies are dumb, and anyone who eats <laughs> cookies are smelly and short. Those are know. my biggest sensitivity points. So <laughs> that would be a good method. But please go and let's let's bring Rihanna uh, back onto the internet. Yes, bring me out of my dormant state. Exactly. All right. Well, um, I guess I will see you next year. (laughs) See you next year. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wham Juice is a proud member of the Scavengers Network. All of the authors on this show are part of other projects on the Scavengers Network, with the exception of Kyle, but he's new here and uh, we haven't finished the hazing process yet. If you want to go find out about all the other shows on the network, go to scavengersnetwork.com and just take it all in.
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast Unnatural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh warm pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about. And that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. 